Must be all that boudin. Keeps, keeps uh, Gary in the Cajun mood all morning here. Well, I'll tell you what. That's good boudin. Yeah, it is. Ça c'est bon. <laughs> that's what we bring into the studio every Saturday morning, a little boudin imported from the great state of Louisiana with Cajun some homemade grocers. biscuits. CajunGrocers.com. Mm. Some Richard's boudin, hot boudin. little taste of home. little homemade fig preserves and... Homemade biscuits is what gets the studio going every Saturday morning right here at Rosie on the House. A little two-step in here through the Cajun music in the studios. At Rosie on the House, we go way out of our way every Saturday morning to do whatever we can to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We do that by publishing an email newsletter that you can subscribe to by jumping on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. The newsletter will be delivered to your email box every single week. It kind of includes tips of information that you can't get anywhere else, as well as an article about what we're going to cover that coming Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. In the 7 o'clock hour, it's people, places, and events in and around Arizona. Eight o'clock hours, always our outdoor living segment where we talk about gardening and hardscaping and outdoor lighting and tree care. Nine o'clock hour, generally we just leave it completely wide open and let you call in about whatever you'd like to talk about revolving around improving or maintaining your house, home, castle, or cabin. And we have Joni and Alice and Alex that all got in in the nine o'clock hour that are still on hold that want answers to their questions and we're going to get to them. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, we generally focus in on whatever is written in the article in the newsletter that went out on Thursday of the week prior. And we're talking about battling bugs all February long. We've talked about all the different ways you can battle bugs and or nuisance wildlife in and about and around your yard. And today's topic in particular is dealing with those bugs and weeds totally organic. And we're going to get to that, but I want to get to some of these callers that have been so patient and been holding on for the last 20 minutes. But before we do that, I just want to make one announcement. Another way we try and become your best friend is a new way. We've got an e-commerce store on our website where we field test products that have to pass our certification to even make it to the e-commerce store. We've got some great products on there. Go to the e-commerce store tab at rosielnouse.com and take a look at it. Jennifer, I think that slip-resistant shower treatment we used at the house is probably going to end up on there. I think so. It's from Slip Doctors is the name of the product. We just ordered it online, came to the house. Super easy. Not even any order to it. 15 minutes. We have some pretty slick tile in the shower. Very slick. Yeah. Very slick. <laughs> Almost lost you a couple times there. And so um, just paint it on there. Let it dry. No, you don't let it dry, but you let it sit for 15 minutes, hose it off completely. And I'm not, I cannot believe the difference in the bottom of that shower. And, and it doesn't change the look. It's totally and completely invisible, but it creates a very much safer wet floor tile environment. Uh, for those of you, and then you went and put it on at your mother's house as well to kind of stabilize that floor as well. So 
that's one more thing that I think is probably going to end up on the e-commerce store. But the other thing we do with our remodeling company, folks, I'm going to tell you this. We remodel homes that don't need remodeling, and and that's just the truth. They're, they're nice just the way they are. And some of those unblemished, perfectly nice products now are ending up on an auction site, auctions.rosieonthehouse.com. We are just finishing a large remodel, uh, and I don't like large remodels. I, I like kitchens, baths, room additions, in and out, quick, get them done, get them gone. But we're in a very large remodel that we're getting close to finishing. We tore out a perfectly good freestanding porcelain claw tub, claw foot bathtub. With the faucets, that unit is probably worth four or five thousand dollars. On our auction site, the auction starting bid is five hundred bucks. You can get the matching porcelain pedestal sinks and faucets, probably worth three to four thousand dollars. Starting bid is ninety bucks. We've got sub-zero wine coolers and beverage storage units. We've got Viking professional grade gas stove tops. We've got Bosch dishwashers. We've got kitchen aid refrigerators, ovens, and microwaves. These things are all like almost new. Go to auctions.rosieonthehouse.com. It's just going to be one more way we're going to earn the right to be called your best friend. I did notice you blocked my computer from going to that site. Mm-hmm, I yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. I Too did, many I did. to-dos, I guess, right? Too many to-dos right that now. Honey-do oh, list. That, that Viking uh, gas range. Oh, I don't man, know. I want that tub. I, I, I tell tub. you what, if you've got gas at your house, this is a this is about a $4,500, $4,800 cooked up. Starting bid's 400 bucks. It's so, a nice deal for somebody. Auctions.rosieonthehouse.com. Keep this stuff from going to the landfills and we don't we, we don't we don't take everything every house that we remodel. But, but when we get some really fine nice stuff that could go somewhere, we put it on the auction site. Let's get to the phones. We got Joni, Alice and Alex and we'll take your call as well. 1-888-767-4348. Our expert on battling bugs and weeds the organic way. Uh, had to bail out on us at the very last minute, so Jennifer and I have done a bit of research on the topic. Through the course of this 10 o'clock hour, we will be going back to talking about battling bugs and weeds the organic way. Best organic way, Rosie's tip, is fire. That's for the weeds, not the bugs. Anyway, go to Joni here. Come on now. Flamethrower. Joni, let's bring Joni into the conversation. Good morning. Thank you for your patience. How can we help you this morning? Good morning, Rosie. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. So I live in Casa Grande, and about two years ago, we had a big storm that came through our area, a microburst, and it ripped off my carport and did some damage to a little outbuilding and to my roof and a gate. And I, I um, have insurance, and I have an insurance claim, and they've, um, you know, they've give, given me some money. Okay. But instead of instead of replacing the carport with an aluminum carport, which obviously didn't stand up to the wind, <laughs> I want to I want to go to steel. Okay. And there's a company in Phoenix. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not, but yeah. they do like steel components, power steel. Okay. They do steel components for you know for roofing and and carports and such. And and I want to use them. They don't install. 
Um, but I, you know, I can, I can. I guess my problem is I don't know who to hire because I need the roof. I need the. I, I think instead of a carport, I want to do a garage. I need a thermostat upgrade. I need some electrical changes. I need a door frame replaced, and all these little things are all part of this insurance claim. You know, flagpole re-raised. And I just don't know which direction to go to find somebody. Okay. We we don't have a general contractor in the Casa Grande area, okay? But what I want you to do is, I'm doing a search right now, I want you to call Desert Sun Heating and Cooling. They're on Jimmy Kerr Boulevard right there in Casa Grande. Their number is 520-466-1489. Now, they've been in the air conditioning, cooling, and refrigeration business in that area for a long time. You could also call Brutonel Plumbing and Electric. Call those three subcontractors in your area, and they'll know the good general contractors to use. And then we'll track them down and see if we can't get them interested in becoming Rosie certified. But that's going to be my best advice to you. Those are the people I trust more the most right now in Casa Grande. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I will I will give them a call. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. Yes, you bet. We appreciate it as well. The Casa Grande contractors are contractors that we've gone around and sought out and we need we need to build out that referral directory yet a bit more. Uh, we were hearing from a lot of folks in Casa Grande, in Eloy, in Florence. Uh, Rosie, you're Rosie certified contractors in Maricopa County won't come down here, and your certified contractors down in Pima County and Tucson won't come up here. We're like in this hole of no coverage for Rosie on the House contractors. So about six years ago, we deliberately went and invaded the area and sought out those contractors that could meet our rigid standards, and uh, we we need to continue building out that, that gap area uh, in the Pinal and Gila County. So we'll keep working on that. Let's go to Alice, who's calling in. And then we've got Matt and Ken and Alex. Alice, good morning. Good morning, Rose. Thank you for taking my call. You betcha. I have a ground set manufactured home. And on the west side, the boards along the bottom need to be replaced. Now, Home Depot has given my name to three contractors. The only one that contacted me, and this has been about a week and a half, um, said I was out of his service area, so he couldn't help me. So I'm in dire need of having somebody replace those boards so that I can get the house painted while the weather is still relatively cool. Where Where are you? I am located in Vail. Okay. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to call my friend James Cruz, Okay. He owns New Frontier Painting. He will have a carpenter that he can recommend to get that siding on, and I would encourage you to have him visit you and have him give you a quote for doing the repaint. That's New Frontiers Painting. They're at 520, of course, the area code for Pinal County, Pima County, and 320 Seven seven one nine. New Frontiers Painting. Our other certified painter down there is the Arizona Painting Company, and they're two eight four seventeen ninety two. Most of those painting companies, Alice, have a carpenter or two kind of on the side, on the payroll, or that they reach out to on a regular basis. Because a lot of times, 
other homeowners are in exactly the same position. They just need that one little touch of carpentry to get the painting started, and they'll have someone to recommend to you. Quick break, and we'll come back to Alex, Ken, and Matt. With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years, and it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella Window and Doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better looking, more energy efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we do have an open line. If you've only been hearing the busy signal as you dial in, there are two open lines now at one 767 4348 Easy way to remember that number is one 888 for you R-O-S-I-E, the number four, and the letter U, rosie for you And that's exactly what we are. The entire team here at Rosie on the House is here for you. Let's take Alex, who's been very patiently holding. Uh, Matt, hold on. We're going to pick up Alex. Good morning, Alex. Line five. Welcome to the conversation. Good morning, Rosie. Nice to speak with you again. Ah, again. So you've called before. Yes, quite a while ago. I I called in asking about uh, ventilation registers. Okay. Um, Anyway, today Today. um, I have a, a home built in 1961. Okay. Um, bath, you know, I'm sure it's probably the original bathtub. Okay. And I had some water standing in the tub, thought I had a clog, and I started with a plunger trying to plunge the, um, the water down. And uh, after doing that, uh, it's a white tub, and I noticed that the white was starting to flake up. Okay. Well, as I, I proceeded to try and get rid of this clog, it started to really, you know, crack and, and come up in, in like sheets. And it appears to be some sort of, you know, latex or possibly acrylic coating. How long, and, have, how long um, have you been in the home, Alex? I've been in the home for a little over 15 years. Oh. And you think this is the original cast iron tub? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking so from the way it looks. Okay. Um, and is it's this a, is this an aftermarket market paint product that's been applied to it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it sounds like it. And the the original surface is this really kind of, and this is part of the reason I think it's <clears throat> it's an original tub. It's this funny brownish, rosish cream color. Uh huh. And I'm wondering if the best thing for me to do is just to strip all of that white off of there um, and use the tub with that surface, or if I need to get it somehow resurfaced. 
Well, you could strip it. What we've got to try and find out is why did the prior owner coat it? Were they just trying to get rid of the dated color look? Or were they trying to cover some imperfection in the fact that that porcelain coating over the cast iron tub had chipped off and started to create some rust somewhere? You'll only know that by stripping what you've got. But that isn't really a very easy job to do. You've got to get in touch with one of the uh, specialists, uh, Todd's Porcelain Fiberglass Repair. Uh, in where, where are you, Alex? I'm in central Phoenix. Yeah, okay. Todd's Porcelain uh, Fiberglass Repair in Maricopa County uh, would be, they may even be the ones that did that. They were, they were doing almost more of that than anybody else in town. Uh, and they might be able to tip you off on what product to use. The fact that it lasts 15 years tells me it was done correctly. That's about as long as you can expect those paint-on products to last. But once it's started peeling, it's probably only going to continue. Give them a ring and see, yeah. what, see, what, see what product they can recommend to you. And then once you get it stripped, you'll know what you've got and decide, hey, I like this period color uh, vintage tub. And, uh, and there isn't any reason you can't just keep it that color. Okay. And can I ask you a quick, another quick question? Yes, sir. Um, over the past year or so, I've used both the um, the submission form on your website and um, sent in emails to uh, info at rosieatthehouse.com. Okay. Ask, asking some questions. Yep. And I haven't haven't heard back from you guys, and I was wondering if that's the best way to ask questions, you know, or should I just call in? It's, it is the best way, and I will just double-check, Alex, uh, once. Why don't you hold on, and Jonah will give you my personal email, and I'll double-check against that and see where you're, where you're landing and what the issues are. We'll try to get all your questions answered. Yeah, okay, great. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, be- between the emails and texts we get through the court and phone calls, of course, we, I mean, we're interacting with hundreds of people every single week. And texts Which are only is, good while we're here in the studio. Yeah, that's true. Maybe uh, let's find out. And, I mean, we, we get back to everybody. Uh, it's, it's, it's our intent, for it, sure. It's, it's arduous. So you're landing somewheres that we're not seeing you. Let's see if we can double-check and see where he's landing. Okay. Have you got something there? You look like you're about ready to read a news report. <laughs> well, I you mean, want to go I'm, to the topic, don't you? Well, I'm a newbie. I'm trying to look at time and what have I got to cover here. But our topic this week you'll find on our blog. And if you get our newsletter, you've, you've received that. And it's just about organic treatment of pests and insects in your garden. Fire. No, no, not for the bus. Fire, flamethrower. So I reached out to my good friend Jill Green at the Sweet Life Garden. And do you know what? Gardeners are really busy on Saturdays. So it's hard <laughs> to get anybody. She referred me to Emily Heller, who's just truly enjoyed my conversation with her, but she's teaching a class today, and she, but she threw a ton of information our way, so when we come back, we'll talk about some of the things that she suggests. I will tell you one thing. Fire. It is not easy to be an organic farmer. It takes a lot of diligence and a lot of learning, and um, she actually teaches classes, so I'll, I'll t- um, tell you all where to find her and where to find her classes, and we'll share with you some of her basic tips. And we'll take callers. Matt and Ken are very patiently on hold to get answers. We'll get to you, I promise. After bottom of the hour news, we have an open line at one triple eight, Rosie for you. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. I almost want to sing that. Yeah, baby. So, 
If you don't, we're down to our last half hour for this Saturday. If you're not going to be able to have time to get to us, you can always text us right now or uh, email us during the week at info at rosieonthehouse.com. And we'll make every effort to answer your questions. Hey, you know, lots of times when we're on air and someone has a question and you answer it, we get people with follow-up. Pat called about that tar on the back of the... Yeah, uh, they, block wall. Yeah, he left they, over from they, a planter. They removed that planter, and it was all waterproofed back there, and mm-hmm. that asphalt black emulsion stuff. Apparently, Pat works with that asphalt emulsion stuff every day and gets it on his shoes and stuff. And he says one thing that works really well is like a citrus degreaser you would buy at any hardware store, and put that on there, and a little scrub brush should take it right off. So that might be a one tip to try. I have had that work pretty well, but boy. I would. I don't know about on masonry, but it's worth. It's definitely worth a try. Mm-hmm. We're going to call that homeowner that had that question earlier in the show and give him that tip, and uh, and we'll find out. And Pat says he does it all the time. So there you go. So thank you, Pat. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you, all of you that call in. Uh, it's really a lot of times what makes us look so smart. That really we just collect a lot of information. And the website rosieonhouse.com is like this massive encyclopedia for Arizona home ownership and it's absolutely free so use it rosieonthehouse.com let's go to Ken who actually has a call and a question on topic and then we've got Matt and Christina good morning Ken how can we help you my friend okay I live in Rio Rico my yard is one of these things I've got the little fine rock whatever you know and to get ahead of the annual here come the weeds I typically in the past have used a thing called ground clear and I've sprayed it only when it gets up, you know, maybe an inch or two because I've been told that the plant will then suck the um, poison down into the ground and kill any other seeds. And then my other friends and my coffee clutches, no, you want to go buy the powder and they've got this thing you crank and it sprays the, or spreads the powder around and then when it rains it will go down better. Do you have a recommendation on spray or, or granular or whatever, you know, the stuff that you use to put in your yard to get rid of this well, you're, summer weeds? You're treating the weed after it sprouts and uh, doing it with a systemic killer. Your friend is recommending get the granular down there before it rains next time. And that's a pre-emergent that actually creates a barrier in your yard that the seeds that are there can't sprout so it stops the weed before it even starts and it does it is a huge time saver ken you spread the pre-emergent you spread it uh about between thanksgiving and christmas before the winter rains and then do it again about may or june before the monsoon season and just doing that twice a year your yard's going to be weed free now that's a little contrary to our topic today of organic completely. Well, the other issue with that is if you do that, you can't grow anything. It's not just the That's weeds. That's a good point. So if you like the African daisies or you want any kind of wildflowers or other things, so you cannot use that where you want to grow things. If you have just a great big massive yard and you're wanting to waylay those weeds, that's a great way to go. And if it's not a big yard and we're not dealing with a lot of weeds, uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I joke a little bit about fire, but they make the flame dragon flamethrower that connects to a propane bottle. And all you have to do is light it and you do it standing up. It's on a long handle. All you have to do is expose that little sprouting weed 
to two or three seconds of the flame. You don't have to burn it into the ground. <laughs> Just, it's more fun that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I sense uh, that's the way you do it. <laughs> All you have to do is expose. So, I mean, you light this propane contraption you walk around and just pass it over the weeds there it's a perfectly organic way to take 100%, care of yep. weed control mm-hmm. so there you go see i can do organics yeah fire <laughs> do you want to hit a few of emily heller's uh, and, points and then we'll get to matt and christina all right so um she has some really great tips one thing she says about pests in your yard in your garden um all you can do is manage them. You can't really control them. There are more bugs than there are people, and they're just going to be there. And there are good pests, and then there well, she said so they're good bugs, and then there's pests, right? So one of the ways that that's pretty practical is that you just time your plants. Um, you plant with early, like early bird tomatoes, anything that comes okay. early, because yeah. then you get ahead of the bug season. For oh. instance, like squash and melon, some of the things that attract a lot of bugs, tomatoes, you do the early varieties and you beat beat the bugs out. Um, another thing would be to always plant flowers that produce nectar and pollen like calendula, cosmos, xenia, some, most sunflowers. That brings in the good bugs. And the reason they're good is because they're predators of the bad bugs. They eat those little soft aphids and things. What's, what's the name of that one bug she said is a good assassin bug? Assassin bug. And that's the name of it. That's the name the of assassin that assassin bug. bug. Mm-hmm. That's a bad dude right there, that's man. That's a bad dude. <laughs> um, another thing you can do is just um, learn to identify the good bugs so that, and so that you don't try to get rid of them. That would be the green lace wings. Look just like they sound. Assassin bugs, the spiders, and praying mantis, they're all your friends. You can so you buy ladybugs and praying mantises and let them loose in your garden. Now, Romy gave some tips last week. You don't just open the whole container and let them out. That's right. That's right. So you just wasted your money. They just fly right off. So you <laughs> that takes a little planning. You know, and that's kind of the key to this whole thing. It's not easy. You have to learn. It takes education. The extension services have great photographs of the good bugs, the bad bugs, the different stages of the bugs. Um, and if you're trying to get rid of something, you get rid of it one way when it's larva and one way when it's fully developed. There is a lot to it. If you want to know why organic produce costs a little bit more, study what it takes to be certified organic. It well, is, it's a lot of work. Farmer Russo with the carrots was in a couple weeks ago. Will Russo. Russo takes, Farms. Takes three years to get that field declared pest, um, chemical-free chemical free. and organic certified. So that's why it costs more. So and it has to, there has to be a demand there, so we have to be willing to pay for that. These are all the tips we're covering from our e-newsletter that you can get. It went out in Thursday's email news. We send it out every Thursday about noon. And you can subscribe to the newsletter by going to rosieonthehouse.com. Let's get to Matt. I feel sorry for Matt. He's been so patient waiting here. And then we'll get back to a couple more points. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, Matt. Hey, good morning. Guys, don't feel sorry for me. uh, You guys take my calls all the time. And, and Rosie, you've only one time given me bum information. So uh, One time? What was it about? Uh, I called about a month ago asking about removing ceramic tile from a wood subfloor versus a uh, concrete subfloor. And you said if I didn't like the concrete, I would hate the wood subfloor. And I actually enjoyed pulling it up off the, the wood subfloor. Did you? So. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, Matt, is a, he, he's also got an, an alias name. This is the Renaissance Dad. And he's a prolific writer, just a great guy. Matt and I are friends. And his, if you want to see one of his blogs... Go to the front page of Rosie on the House, and it's it's the one about termites. I think we put up there, Matt. Um, 
But, you know, just so people can kind of get a flavor. A Metaphor for Life. Yeah. By Renaissance Dad. And his effort to rid, (laughs) you are such a prolific DIYer. He tries everything you tell him, Rosie. I'm sure his wife is probably not real crazy about you. (laughs) Well, and and, and I think, Rosie, you and I are cut from the same cloth. I have way too many projects in the works. And and, uh, that's that's actually what I'm calling about. So I'm, I'm in the middle of an eight-month flooring project. Okay. But I got a I got a line on some new interior doors that I got for my wife for her birthday. So, um, you know, now I want to replace all the doors and just stop the flooring. Okay. But the new, the new doors that I got all are routed out for three hinges, and all of my current doors only have uh, the two hinges. Okay. So either way, either I'm going to need to patch on the doors where the third hinge is or route out on the the door frame where uh, route out for a third hinge. But I'm just wondering what's the difference on an interior door versus, you know, three hinges versus two hinges. And is it worth buying the extra hinges or do are they really necessary? All right. I'm going to clue you in on some real key verbiage to make you sound like a real pro. Two hinges are two hinges are called a pair. Three hinges are called a pair to half. So you have pair and a half interior door leafs, and you have pair pre-mortised jams. <laughs> you already sound smart, yeah. right? Okay. I, I do. <laughs> now, Matt, Matt, we go to pair and a half when the door is an inch and three-quarter or solid core or heavier than a typical holocore masonite slab door. These doors you bought, for your wife's birthday. That's an awesome gift. Hey, Matt, <laughs> check out the auction site. <laughs> the, the, oh, oh, I have. And, and I would be bidding on more things if I didn't have to wait a month because then, you hey, know, I, I have this impulse to just get something. And, and uh, well, but I, oh, I've already got some bids in, so don't worry about that. <laughs> well, this, this, this auction closes midnight, February 28th. So anyway, <laughs> these doors you bought, are they inch and three-quarter? Are they heavy? Do they have glass in them, or do they weigh more than 40 pounds apiece? They do not. There's only one that is um, uh, solid door, and that's to separate the living room from the, the laundry room. Um, the rest are just their masonite, their hollow core. They're just molded as opposed to just the plain builder-grade flat doors. Okay, then I would tell you you should just patch the, the, the pair-and-a-half mortises are on the doors, correct? Correct. Yeah, I would, just, I would just patch that with a wood filler, uh, sand it and paint it, and I would hang the, the doors with a pair of hinges. Perfect. And then for the solid core going to the laundry room, do I need to um, do I need to add a third hinge for that one? Or it's it's still not quite forty pounds. Um. Okay. What you what you'll do is you'll probably have to go to kind of a specialty uh, shop. Uh, they okay. make they make door hinge mortise strike templates. And you're going to take a picture of the mortise that you're currently dealing with, whether it's a square corner, a soft radius, or a bullnose radius hinge. Then you're okay. going to buy the strike mortise tool to match. And you're going to measure very carefully to the nearest 16th of an inch where that needs to go. You're going to set it up against the jam and you're going to strike it three or four times. It will perfectly mark where you need to take the wood out. 
Then you're going to take a sharp one-inch wood chisel and mortise that down to the exact depth of the hinge. But it, don't try it without that template strike device. Makes it so much easier. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay, man. Need to send pictures of all those before and after projects. We appreciate it. Christina and Clara, let's uh, check time here. Uh, we're not going to be able to quite squeeze y'all in before we have to go on break, but I promise we'll take you right after the break. That's Christina and Clara, both calling with questions. and uh, or, or Clara's actually calling with a calendar question, so we'll have to ask what that's all about. And then uh, Christina with a roofing and plaster question. You're listening to Rosie on the House. We'll be wrapping up our four-hour Saturday morning program in our next segment. We certainly appreciate all five lines are currently lit. If you get on hold and you have a question and we don't have time to take you on air, don't hang up. We never leave you hanging. If you get in, we'll take it. We're just going to have to take it off the air. So with all that said, we're going to take a quick last break of the show and come right back. Coming back to Rosie on the house, and apparently we're getting lots of questions about the auction site. Um, it's just one more new element at Rosie on the house. Uh, in addition to the e-commerce store where you can buy things that we've personally certified, uh, all the, the a big percentage of the profits that are generated there all go to contribute to the three nonprofits that we support here, Habitat for Humanity, MAM, and St. Vincent de Paul. And uh, the website that everybody's asking about for the auctions where we put things on there that are like brand new that we're taking out of houses we're remodeling it's auctions, plural, auctions.rosyonthehouse.com. Take a look at that. We've, we've remodeled a fairly large house in Paradise Valley that's got some unbelievably nice stuff posted up there, and the auctions expire. We're going to close it uh, midnight, February 28th. Shall we get back to the calls real quick? Let's yeah, see if we Christina's can Christina's bring... been sitting yeah, there a little bit. Christina's been waiting a long time. Good morning, Christina. Good morning. All right. How can we help you, ma'am? Thanks for your patience. Oh, no, thank you. Um, so I have um, some flat roofing over a back patio. Okay. And an uncle of mine suggested that I get rubber roofing instead of the pre-stick rolled roofing. But I don't see it for sale anywhere out here. So I'm wondering, because he's back in Ohio. Okay. I'm wondering if there's a reason I can't find it for sale out here. How big a patio are we talking, Christina? Um, it is... I, rem I measured it in inches, so it's 142 inches by 163 inches. Okay. And what's currently up there? Just the white granular? It's it's the old rolled roofing. Rolled roofing. So it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not white. It matches the color of my shingles. Okay. And it ties into your existing roof, to sh the existing shingles? It does. On one side. Okay. The, the the roofing material your uncle's talking about comes in about four or five different species. It, it can be hard to find 
in do-it-yourself stores. You have to go to a roofing supply store itself. But there are specialized pieces of equipment and tools required to lay it. If this is something you're going to do yourself, I'm thinking I might just stay just with the rolled roofing. The most critical thing you've got to consider is that rolled roofing goes underneath your shingles where it ties into your roof. And that's the most critical thing you've got to make sure you get put back correctly. When we're doing that, Christina, we generally go out and buy what's called coil stock. And that's a 24-inch wide piece of coiled galvanized flashing. And when we've stripped all the old roof material off the roof, then we slip that galvanized stock underneath the shingles as far as we can. And then we pry it up just a little bit and then shove the rolled roofing in underneath there as tight as we can. Then we relay that galvanized down. Everything that then gets in underneath the shingles upstream from the junction ends up on top of the roof. It is the foolproof method for attaching a patio roof to a house and or repairing the patio roof without having to replace the shingles on the existing roof. So I hope that helps. Clara, Ron, Mike, and Tom, I'm going to have to take all your questions off air. <laughs> Excuse me. Wore your little self out today. Gave Jonah a crash course in call screening and got lots of questions answered. Thank you, Jonah Herkel. Sophomore at ASU, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, currently serving as our call screener today, originally from beautiful Queen Creek, Arizona. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Jonah. You did a great job. It was a busy day today. <laughs> Lots of calls. So we're wrapping up the topic of Can You Battle Bugs and Weeds the Organic Way? We have, if you go to our website under blogs, we have a nice article in there on some ideas, including the use of neem oil uh, to repel bugs in, for some of the natural ways. Miss Emily Heller told us some of the ways would be to just blast your plants with a hose, you know, appropriate to the size of the plants, of course. And um, and then... I can, can pressure wash my garden. No, I knew that was coming. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> just, you know, just hose off the bugs. Oh. Um, you can use a soapy spray for the aphids. They don't like that sticky. Um, it keeps them from landing. Then if you want... To make a, a natural spray, you can add garlic, onion, and hot pepper and spray that on your plants. It won't hurt the plants, but the bugs don't like it. So that's a good way to go. And then the neem oil. Or if it's caterpillars, just pick them off and get rid of them. So there's, you know, like I said, it's very um, time-consuming. You have to go out and observe your garden. Um, Arizona Extension published an article that kind of lets you know this is a lot of work, going out and checking your stuff daily or, or weekly, seeing what if there's any indication of any kind of harm to the plants. I think some of the most important tips, though, are to plant according to the instructions of the plant in the proper place, right plant, right place, and keep them healthy. And those things will help sustain regardless of what you get hit with. So Emily Heller actually gives classes at the right garden. Is that the right? Um, right in the garden. So look that up. All right, folks, we appreciate y'all joining us this beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. We promise we'll be back next Saturday morning to continue our 30-year tradition of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend right here at Rosie 
on the house. Don't power wash your garden, please. (laughs) Thanks, Gary. You saved me a bunch of work this week.